At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Movies. Today, I wanted to interview a movie producer, an actor, and one of my best friends, Hoyt Richards. Hoyt, thanks for being on Let's Talk Movies. How are you doing? I'm happy to be here, Brian. Very excited. All right. Well, as I said, I, I told our audience, Hoyt, I met him on a movie set. Uh, what was that movie, Hoyt? That movie was American High School. All right. Tell us a little a, bit about that. A movie that went down in infamy. Yeah, it was um, a high school comedy, and uh, it was a very low-budget feature. I had met the two guys uh, who... One who had written and directed it, and the other one who produced it uh, at AFI when I did one of these uh, kind of AFI shorts. Okay. Did you ever do one of those when you came to LA? Or? I've, I've never done AFI shorts, but you know, tell people watching, what is AFI? And so it's the American Film Institute, and um, basically it's a master's program, and part of your curriculum is the first year you have to do three short films and then your, the second year you do a, just one short film where you have to raise a budget for it. But the first three are kind of, uh, I think they're called cycle films. And they have to use SAG actors. And so if you're in this cluster of actors that, that uh, I think it was called SAG Foundation that you sign up for, they can only pick from that kind of uh, litter of, uh, of toys. Yeah. And so uh, I had worked with this guy who um, had directed something similar for his cycle project. And then he got the money together to actually get a feature, and that's how we ended up working together. And, and your circumstances getting there was even crazier than mine. I mean, I, I just had, you know knew him because from before, so I didn't have to audition. But <laughs> you just walked on the set and basically got hired. I mean, it was crazy. Well, uh, you know, it is a pretty funny story. Um, I'll tell it really quick because I want to keep the focus mm -hmm. on you. But the the the, the long story <laughs> short is. 
my friend was an actor in this movie. Uh, shout out to Talon Torriero uh, of Laguna Beach fame. Hey, Talon. And he was the lead in the movie, and he said to me one day, Brian, can you drive me to the set of this movie? It's in Palm Springs. Uh, I think his car was broke or something. And uh, I drove him and the executive producer to the set of the movie, which was like an hour away. Just talking with the executive producer on the ride there, I guess he took a liking to me, and he's like, hey, you're actually a better fit for this one role in the movie than somebody we've cast. Can you hang around for a month and play this role? And the, the name of that character was Johnny Awesome, so I was very flattered. Uh, yeah. Did the movie, met Hoyt, and the rest is history. Uh, Hoyt and I actually uh, wrote and produced um, Dumbbell Special Edition mm -hmm. uh, together. So we've got a, a history there. But I've already talked to them about you know dumbbells and enough about myself. I, I want to find out about more about you. Okay. What what uh, what is it about movies that you love, and what kind of draws you to watching them, being a part of them? Like, where does that come from? Yeah, I think it's a great question because um, you know what, what what pulls us into this business, right? And um, uh, for me, I just think it breaks down to storytelling. Uh, as I got older, I mean, listen, the idea of being in movies and being a movie star, that's all very enticing, but it, it doesn't feel very real or tangible usually. So for me, it was this opportunity that kind of came about. I had gone through some personal struggles in my life, and I was really trying to revamp and reassess and decide what I really wanted to do that was important. And having overcome some personal difficulties really taught me that I was living out a story that really fulfilled me going through it and I thought, well, if I could tell stories like what I just lived through, that would really be interesting to me because it would, it's kind of like, you know, life patterns, you know, after art and art patterns after life. And so I was like, maybe I could just use this experiences that I've had to turn myself into a storyteller because that's, I think, one of the, the best ways that we communicate with one another. I mean, you, you come home from work and you, whether, you know, you've, you've got a, a roommate or a girlfriend or whatever, you might say, oh, you know, not gonna believe what happened today. And you tell them a story. That's just what we do. And so I became fascinated by story. I started to read all those screenwriting books out there. And I also felt like um, as, a, as a, an actor entering into the, the workspace a little bit later in life, that I was just so infinitely replaceable. And the, and the role of the actor, unfortunately, is very much that that if I could generate content, then I'd have a much better chance to maybe drive my career. So that was very appealing to me. And then it just came down to learning to write and hopefully writing something that people would be interested in. And then luckily we met and kind of hit it off and that was a, a great birth. Cause that, the thing we wrote together was actually the first thing I've ever written that actually got made. Oh. So that was exciting. Very cool, very cool. And you know, what you said that I totally agree with and I think viewers can probably agree with is, is movies can be therapeutic. You watch a movie, you see a character going through a struggle that you can relate to, and if they can get through it, you know, the movie somehow ends and makes you feel a little bit better, like, okay, if they can get through it, I, I can get through what I'm going through in life. And I think it's cool what you said, you know, you went through traumatic experiences in your personal life, and you found it healing to, you know, similar, similarly myself, having gone through some traumatic things, being able to write, it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm God. I can, I can <laughs> figure out a way to get these characters out of this predicament, and yeah. that feels really good. No, it's very cathartic. It's very therapeutic, and uh, and it's fun. I mean, that, that you know, you're you've got this blank slate, and you can you can kind of 
create a world from this blank slate, and it's really, really fun. What would you say are some of the movies growing up uh, that you loved and gravitated mm. toward? And um, you know, you, I'd love a couple examples from when you were younger, the, and then maybe some more recent ones that you really. Well, yeah, when I when I, when I was younger, I definitely loved like science fiction type stuff. Um, you know, I think Star Wars came out when I was um, just a teenager, and that completely blew my mind. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and it was just, because not only was it this great story about this great adventure, but it also had this thing, the force, and that was really appealing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, think, I think coming from a very Christian background and, and this idea of something that was incredibly dogmatic and like you show up at church for, um, you know, for, uh, you know, and putting your money in a till and, uh, you know, you're given a clean slate, just come back next, next week never really sat well with me and this idea of a force which which was much more kind of eastern based in a way like there's accountability that what, whatever you do is going to be you have, you have some accountability and, and responsibility for what you know what you've done and the force kind of works through you and it's kind of this universal concept i loved it so that was really the thing that kind of opened my mind up that not only the science fiction part of me, because I grew up watching like Star Trek and yeah, yeah. all that sort of stuff. You're a Trekkie. I think people I a, would be I am surprised a to know. You know yeah. Fun fact about Hoyt, he was the world's first male supermodel. So we're talking to GQ personified <laughs> right here, but he's a Trekkie, you know? So what's the symbol for Trekkies? What? Well, you know, live long. Is it, is yeah. it this? Yeah, live is long it? and prosper. <laughs> There you go. There you go. I'm Spock. So did yeah. you like? The I can only I can only do it with that hand. I can't do it with this hand. <laughs> did you? So luckily Spock does it with the left hand. Oh, nice. There <laughs> you go. Do you like the reboots, the ones with Chris? I Pine? do actually. I, I'm a huge Chris Pine fan. Okay. You I know, I I uh, I think he's a really really uh, talented actor. I think in many ways he's, he's underrated. I thought in the Wonder Woman movie he was absolutely, you know, oh, stole, yeah. stole every scene he was in, and. Uh, and yeah, you know, listen. She's a tough act to follow. She's just beautiful, wonderful, endearing kind of. You, know, you can't you can't cast earnestness in the sense that you can't you can't teach someone that, but you can cast it. I mean, I should say you can cast earnestness. It's the same thing uh, I found with uh, the kid who's uh, Tom Holland is playing Spider-Man. He's got that earnest quality. I mean, that's a really really valuable trait. Well, we'll say this. He might have an earnest quality on screen but I have a friend who's a waiter and he said Tom I, Holland I thought you were gonna say I, could, I, I, didn't, I, I can't believe you're gonna go there I'm putting yeah. it out there Tom Holland was rude to my friend the waiter they were closing it was five minutes before close and he said sorry you know spider-man we're closing in five minutes and Tom Holland okay actually said to my friend don't be a coward you can sit us he called a waiter a coward which and they, they sat him upstairs, apparently. I do think he's a good actor, and I do love those movies, but that, that, that hurt my heart a little <laughs> yeah. to hear that Spidey was so I, rude to my oh, buddy. I, I think it is disappointing sometimes. That's why I think it's better to just keep the fantasy of what we think. Yeah, don't these, tell me anything yeah, yeah, about I anybody. I don't want to know them about them in real life. Let me maintain the fantasy of, of the image they have up there on screen. And, and I think that's why it's smart for a lot of actors to not spend too much time in the media, because I think you do have a lot of uh, mystique by not knowing and when you put yourself out there too much, you're just, there's haters everywhere. So you make a stand, people are gonna make you pay for it. Well, to, to keep it in the superhero realm, there is breaking news. I don't know if you've heard, but they've, they've canceled Wonder Woman 3. Yes, I have heard this. Yeah, and, and, and actually the guy who is teaming up with James Gunn 
I went to college with. Oh, really? Peter to Saffron. lead the DC universe? Yeah, I know Peter Safran. I mean, he was actually, when I was just an up and coming, I was just modeling and, and they were trying to get me into the acting thing. Um, and I came out here to LA. Peter Safran was working for one of the big agencies, I think it was UTA or whatever, and they were wanting to represent me. And uh, he said, can I hip pocket you? And so he tried to bring me in on a couple of different things. But I for, for people that don't know, hip pocketing is when an agent at a big agency represents you kind of under the table. And then if you start booking work, then the whole agency can sign you and get on board. That's right. Good. Thank you for clarifying that. Because yeah, you know, not everybody's yeah, as hip not as you everybody knows. You know, you know, it's true. It's in the so, biz guy. But uh, but and then he 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 managed for a while, and he managed. Um, uh, um, my friend uh, Jaimin Hungsu. Oh, you he's know. in all the Guardians right, of the Galaxy. Exactly. And so, so, but as he started moving away from management into production, and he's a great, he's a great example. You know, he did a lot of bad movies at first, like some really schlocky kind of horror stuff and things that kind of dumb comedies. And he's moved his way up, and now he's running DC at Warner Brothers. So there you go. Um, it just goes to show you perseverance, tenacity. Key key factors to you, succeed. You never know who might be the sound guy holding the boom on one movie, might be directing the next trilogy, uh, yeah, the yeah. next moment. So be nice to everybody on set, not just because they might be able to help you out in the future, but just be a good person, people, right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's you see it a lot now. I mean, you have these guys who are stunt coordinators end up becoming directors, you know. The, oh, yeah. yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game Presents. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yeah, because the, the stunts and, and that part of an action movie is so vital and important. You get that part wrong, you might yeah. as well not make the movie. 
And if you know you got that part right, you know the movie's in a great place already going in. Yeah. You know? Well, what do you think about them canceling Wonder Woman 3? I mean, I personally didn't love the second one. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I, I did not love, I mean, I think they've got a great Wonder Woman. I think she's... She's, she's great, yeah, yeah. She's terrific. I was not thrilled about the, the second one either. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously there's a lot of politics that go on to these things. I think anytime someone takes over, they want to put their stamp on it. Yeah. So I think they're going to try to move away from all the Zack Snyder type stuff. But what's confusing is, didn't they, it was just trending and Henry Cavill announced he was back for Man of Steel 2, and now they're saying that's in jeopardy as well. Well, and they've already canceled that girl. Yeah, that which, was, which wasn't was, that like which, a $30 million move? They already shot it and just decided to can it. They can't even show it sometime down the road they had to just literally burn it. I heard that. Could you imagine if you got cast as like Batgirl and you're in that movie, you're like, oh my God, I'm in the DC universe. And then just like, no, done. And yeah, nothing you did wrong. Yeah. All, you know? And you know she got a lot of flack for that probably. Like, oh, probably wasn't very good. And like, but apparently it, it wasn't her. It wasn't. It was just they're going in a new direction. Yeah. Um, Warner Brothers, for those that don't know, they hired all new leaders. And the reason they're scrapping a lot of these movies is because they're trying to do what Marvel has done and, and have, you know, like a 10-year slate of films that all kind of go with each other other than yep. the Joker. Right. And I mean, and what Marvel did is miraculous. I mean, I don't know if Marvel can, can like, where they're going now. I think it's, it's, it, the universe has gotten so massive. Yeah. Now. I think it's been real challenging. But to have literally, I think, I don't know, what was it, 23 movies that all interconnected the way they did? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. When that all came together at Avengers Endgame and uh, what was the other one? It's Avengers Endgame and Avengers no, End Age of Ultron? No, Endgame was the as Infinity War. Oh, right, right. And then right. it was Endgame. Yeah, I love both of those movies. And, and, and it was just so emotionally satisfying. I mean, I never watched that Game of Thrones but people told me that the ending of that was not very satisfying. Oh, I just got a haircut, by the way, for, for you guys who look good on I mean, I'm interviewing a supermodel. I gotta, I gotta try and you know, yeah. do something here. And uh, the guy was telling me what happens. I won't say it, because if you haven't watched it, by the way, if you haven't watched it yet, let's go, okay? It's been out plenty long. But they apparently, I'm, I'm one of those guys. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I have not ever. Well, they apparently no. murder a beloved character yeah, at yeah. the end, and people just were like so yeah. livid and mad. Unlike when they killed Iron Man. And again, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, but this is like, <laughs> you know, you got to catch up you here. Plenty this of is time. old news. Yeah. Um, but it, I felt like, you know, as bummed as I was, but it, it just made the movie so amazing yeah. Yeah. the way that they. You know. and, and I think for the arc of his character, to have the, the ultimate self-sacrifice, what is that? Your life. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know with time yeah. travel, and they can bring him, they'll, they'll yeah. figure out a way to bring him back, right? No, I, I, I think I saw him on, uh, on Joe Rogan uh, interviewing uh, Robert Downey Jr., and he's like, man, I can see it right now. They get in the time machine and they bring back Tony Stark. He goes, I'm in there with the popcorn already doing it. He goes, I see it, man. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, we... They just got to pick their time and place to do yeah, it. There'll, yeah. be, there'll be a point. There's, there's been there. a lot of um, hater-isms on the Marvel Universe. You know, really? Scorsese. Uh, see, I think he's, Quentin Tarantino was kind of complaining about it a little. What do you think about, you know, the age of cinema? And I know you love these movies, yeah. but do you feel like we're missing out on some more original stuff? And well, I, I, I think the movie business is 
it's transforming right now in front of our eyes. So it's, it's kind of the Wild West. And if you, if you look at the movie business in tiers, I would say the top tier, which are the blockbuster type movie, are the only ones that are really legitimately smart to put in a theater these days. Mm-hmm. I think as, as people's home uh, entertainment systems have improved, as streaming's improved, all these things, it's now so easy to do it at home. You can get and, a 65 inch screen for like $300, which is insane. Now, now it, it's, when I, I, what I find though, it's such a switch that goes off in my head when I do that, because when I'm in the movie theater, I'm in a semi-trance. Mm. And I actually like that. And I like the group experience. I like kind of feeding off the energy in the room. But when you're at home, you can click it and go do, oh, I forgot to do this. And, and it's just- go on your phone. Exactly, you know? it's just disruptive. It's not the same thing. So as, as a storyteller and a filmmaker, I want to have that experience. And the truth is with the type of movies that I'm making right now, I just probably won't get that you know, thing, other than that maybe a film festival. I, I want to get to what you're working on right now, but before I go there, have you experienced the 4D cinema experience? The 4D, where they spray water in your spray face? water, the yeah. seats move, the, there's vibration, um, there's I did, I, I did it one time and, okay. I, and I found it distracting. Really? Yeah. See, I saw Spider-Man No Way Home with that, okay. and I loved it. It made the movie so much more oh, interesting. Really? And I, I didn't know what I was in store for. Somebody took me. Okay. I'm like, what's 4D? And they're like, just wait. I think the first time I <laughs> see moved, I was like, what's happening? <laughs> Who is that? Um, it would be good for like Ghostbusters or something like that. I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home, like okay. there's a scene in that movie where he's in a field of flowers and all of a sudden the whole theater smelled like flowers. It uh, was super cool. All right, so now to me what would work really well for this would be the upcoming movie Avatar The Way of the Water. That's what I want that, to talk to That would about. be... So, so I'm curious, like are you interested in that movie? Because that... Oh my that, God, I can't wait. I mean, they shot... Four movies back to back to back to back. I mean, I met. He invented I, new cameras. Yeah. Just to, new technology. Apparently, the movie. Have you seen some of the first? No, I haven't. The reviews are coming in already. They're calling it a masterpiece. They're saying it's visually the most breathtaking thing you'll ever see. It's so technologically advanced. And I even saw an interesting thing on the internet. A professional visual effects person said. He took a three minute, or excuse me, a three second clip from Avatar, and he said that probably cost a hundred thousand dollars of for the CGI in that because every pixel was CGI of it, and the realism wow. was through the roof. Because water is one of the hardest things to right. do in CGI, and the whole movie's water, and that's apparently apparently this movie needs to be the third highest grossing movie of all time just to break even. Wow. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna stack your deck anywhere, do it for James Cameron. I've actually been his stand-in on a couple commercials. Oh, really? So I have met James Cameron. Couldn't be a nicer guy, class act, very friendly. You know, you hear stories about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very interesting to meet him, person to person. First of all, he was we were the it was this big Rolex commercial, and um, and they had the DP who had done. Um, was it Gravity? You know, the thing with Santa Bullock? You know, one of the top DPs. Uh-huh. So they start talking cameras, and, and they might as well speak in Greek. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. so technologically advanced, those guys, the way they were talking back and forth. But just even his whole team around him, I got to see the studio where they shot, where shooting some of the movie, and you know, couldn't take photos anywhere. It's all like, he, yeah. like you say, he creates new technology. I mean, he created a new camera for Titanic that could go underwater. I think I mean, he's created a new camera for every film he's done. Yeah, it's I mean, kind of mind-boggling. I mean, he has like some part of the brain that he accesses that's 
from another universe, but he <laughs> is, he is, yeah, I mean, uh, he, he's a one of a kind. Boy. So is Avatar what you're most excited about? Is there anything else that's on your radar that you're looking forward to movie-wise? Yeah, I, I probably would say um, Avatar is, I'm most curious about because of all the reasons you just said, you know, you know, the way it's considered to be very new and fresh and original. And, and I, I do remember watching the first Avatar in 3D, and that was the only time I've seen a 3D movie where I'm like, this is how 3D should yeah, actually yeah. be. And there was never... Like anything, like all the 3D uh, after that was kind was, of was, like a disappointment. Was terrible. The only like, thing that actually, ironically, I thought was good was Piranha 3D <laughs> and Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. Oh, good, they did for humor, right? It yeah. was humor, but I also just thought the 3D was good. Yeah. Like so many other movies, I'm like, eh, it's like not Well, a lot of times they, they would do it afterwards, and it just, yeah, it wasn't. That's not the same. Yeah, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. I think probably, you know, there haven't been a lot of movies this year that really blew me away. I would say um, everything, everywhere, all at once. I loved. I seen that. Oh my God, you got to see that, Brian. Yeah. Right. I think that movie is. You talk about original, and you talk about uh, even being a Marvel fan. The way they look at kind of the multiverse and and that all that timeline I stuff. I gotta watch it. That's even. It's a better even take on that than even the, the Marvel thing. Oh really? Yeah. It's really really fascinating. Uh, maybe I'll watch that tonight. Yeah, okay. I, I recommend it. And then uh, and then the other movie. I, I was really uh, blown away by was um, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, such a good movie! <laughs> right? I right? mean, I mean, I would actually go on record to say it's better than the original. I was actually in acting <laughs> class with Glenn, Glenn Powell. Um, Glenn Powell, and I and I know him What's from his you. Name in the movie again, uh, Hang, Hangman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I bumped into him down at Irwan, just around the corner from where we are right now. Maybe. Two years ago, and he was jacked up, and I'm like, yeah. dude. It's and, been yeah. surreal to watch his yeah. star rise. I yeah. mean, we were in acting class together, um, and just a great guy. Yeah, I totally couldn't cool. be happier. He's Texas, Texas, Texas guy. Austin, guy right? Just yeah. one of the nicest yeah. guys ever. Really Deserves liked it. all the success in the world. Good. Glenn, if you're watching this, which I know you're not because you're on a movie set somewhere. <laughs> Um, filming huge movies. We're fans, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're fans of yours, and we want you to, to keep um, killing it. So, yeah. Uh, But yeah, such a good movie. Such, so emotionally satisfying. Completely. Because, you know, the, the screenwriter in me, and again, I'm going to say some things if you guys haven't seen the movie, but... but Spoiler alert. Yeah, right? Cover spo your ears yeah. if you haven't seen it. But, when, you know, when it gets into that last act where, where you know, uh, Maverick's plane crashes, and then Goose. You know what's his? Uh, it's not. It's not Goose. It's oh, a, um, Miles Teller's yeah. character. I, I forget the character's name. Yeah, I can't remember either. But but Goose's son crashes too, and, and I'm like, okay, that's a little contrived, right? But that's emotionally where the story wanted to go. You wanted to see them do something together, Absolutely. and and it really paid off. And so even though it was stretching the you know the 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 you know, the the, the, the lines of belief, it was emotionally exactly where it wanted to go, and it just gave see, you. I didn't question it. Like, I was like, hey, they both crash, you know, like. <laughs> and they both get away from all the bad guys, Listen, and they sneak in. Movie, <laughs> but that movie is so good. It's so gratifying, the end. And, you know, what makes it so good is, and I, I touched upon this a little bit on episode one, is you, you can't just have people doing things because, oh, the villain's bad because he's the villain. Mm. Like, I felt like all the characters' motivations were so, like, like the fact that Tom Cruise was trying to protect that character, but him trying to protect him made the other guy resent him, but yeah. he didn't realize he was, he made a promise to his mother and all this stuff. You're just sitting there going, 
man, these conflicts oh, are so good. So good. And that scene between him and Val Kilmer is one of the great movie scenes oh, ever done. Yes. You know, I mean, I mean, so I, sad what's I have never to Val seen Kilmer. Tom Cruise that vulnerable in a scene before. I, I mean, think probably uh, in yeah, real life yeah. he was very emotional because his yeah, friend came yeah. in and speak. And, yeah. I mean, what is going on with Val Kilmer? He has throat cancer? Throat cancer, as far as I know. That scene with, with Val Kilmer is just a, a, I mean, it's it's just so emotionally powerful, but it's also so, uh, and we know what Val Kilmer's situation is, so he can't really talk. Mm -hmm. But to use that silence the way they did so so effectively. Uh, and One of I the thought, best movies of the year. Yeah, it was so great. I mean, it really, really, it was great in so many levels. And, you know, and it's one of those movies that, it just felt good to go back to the movies again. I mean, after COVID, and they, you know, and they, and they really resisted you know, the temptation to put it into streaming. They were very committed. I know Tom Cruise has said, I'm gonna, I, it's, it's a movie made for the movie theater, you know, the, the flight footage. I don't yeah. know, they'll, ever, they'll probably never make it. The a movie opening like that scene again. where he's yeah. you know, going to Mach, what yeah. is it, 12 or something? Mach, Mach 10. Mach yeah. 10 was yeah. just such a badass opening scene. Yeah. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. And I, I'll be honest, I was never a big fan of, of Top Gun, not necessarily because I didn't like the movie. I think I was just young and, you know, I, I just don't remember. So when I went into this movie, I was like, yeah, I don't know, Tom Cruise, you know, the 80s, 90s, whatever it is. And little did I realize it'd be like one of my top movies of the year. Yeah. That and Barbarian, which I know you didn't like. So Well, I didn't hate it, though. Okay. You know, let me get clear on that. I think I, think I, I loved the whole setup. I loved... The, the transition, you know, we talked about that yeah. on the phone, you know, the, you know, when the one character is in the, the worst part of the story, and then it cuts immediately to a whole new storyline yeah. out in California, sunny, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. uh, I love that, that, you know, shocking transition and, and just intriguing. How are these two things going to collide? And then they paid it off. Making it collide is just that type of horror kind of creepy thing is not really my thing. I, I like the thriller part, but uh -huh. actual kind of seeing people beaten and kind of bloody, it's not really my thing. So, so what is your thing? Tell me, tell everybody watching, like, what are you working on now? What, so what are some I've, of the I've got, I've got, on? I've got two scripts I'm really excited about. I've got a third script I've just started, which, well, not started, it's hopefully finishing, 
um, which is a thriller. But I, you know, we, we were talking about storytelling, and I like stories where the protagonist is facing their own inner antagonist. Uh, I think, and that comes from the, what I lived through in my own life. Like, I think we all have demons we face, and I really love the stories where you have to overcome and face your own demons to become a better version of yourself. Uh, so I'm really drawn towards transformational stories. And listen, sometimes a, a, an antagonist can drive someone to become a better version, so that, that also works. But for me personally, the, the stuff I tend to write is someone kind of overcoming their demons, which is kind of how we wrote Dumbbells, you know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. it was really that. And I mean, we were both catalysts to each other's characters to kind of overcoming those things, but each one of us had to face our own stuff. Yeah, there's no real antagonist in that, in that movie other than mm -hmm. our own demons. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I get, I, my character gets painted initially as the antagonist, exactly. but, you, but that was kind of some clever screenwriting by us. Oh, say, yeah. Hey, hey, hey yeah. you know. Currently not, available <laughs> on Amazon if you guys want to check yeah, it out. Yeah, please check it out. Absolutely. Um, but so that, that type of thing is what I'm drawn towards. And you're uh, working on a documentary now as well, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I am. I can't talk about it too much because okay. it's all kind of under rest. But yeah, I've, I've uh, looking into do, you know doing documentaries and, and doc series. I think has changed how you tell stories in general. I mean, you know, documentary used to only be something that you would see in, in an hour or maybe you know, maybe as a feature, an hour and a half, two hours. But it was this type of thing. A lot of talking heads. And it was, and it reminded me always of like stuff I used to watch at school and in classes where you just someone's droning on and you fall asleep. Now documentaries have just exploded because with drone photography, with just the way the technology has increased, you can make them very cinematic now. You can do recreations. You can add it where. So we're we're doing all sorts of stuff like that. Recreations, or finding all sorts of archival things, and you just get more and more clever in how to tell these stories, and it's an exciting time. I would also say it's the exciting, the, 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 we're in the golden age of television right now, right? Oh, I, yeah. think, I think once you relinquished the, the format from commercials, you opened up a whole new way of storytelling on television because the commercial, you know, and they teach you this, because I, I remember when I looked into doing a, a television show, they call them act outs, meaning at each time you're making a commercial break, that is an act out and you need to have some form of a cliffhanger to make sure the person comes back after they go get a, you know some some snacks or they go to the bathroom come back after the commercial to, to get you know yeah, to yeah, watch it so to create so in an hour you have like five or six oh, act wow. outs that forces some really artificial storytelling because not every story needs to have those cliffhangers five six times within the first 60 pages yeah so I think once that was eliminated then you all of a sudden had this new form and format that you could just kind of start telling stories just based on how the story really compelled it to be but knowing you had maybe a numerical you know limitation of like each episode's got to be 50 to 60 minutes like you, I think you kind of see that usually is what it is if it's going to be you know, a, a number of like a, a, a one hour drama. But they'll have some episodes, 42 minutes, they'll have some, like there's no rhyme or reason anymore. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I was just watching the one on Disney Plus and um, you know, it's like, oh, this one's, it was uh, Andor, you know, which I'm really enjoying actually. Oh, have you, have you watched Andor? it? Andor? Andor is part of Star Wars. Oh, okay. The Star Wars saga. It's based on the storyline of Rogue One, which is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Yeah, even, such a great Star Even though Wars it's movie. not even in the, the main storyline, it's kind of, it's just an ancillary. You want to talk one. about getting emotional at the end of the movie, you're like, oh my gosh, they're about to 
all sacrifice themselves. And, and the thing is, you know it going in, and that they really make it work. I mean, I, I, I thought, and that guy who did that, I don't know if you know much about that director, um, Gareth, what's his last name? I can't think of it now. But that was his third movie. He, oh, did, wow. he did his first movie, was like a, like a monster movie that, because he knows yeah, He did all effects, the CGI, he right? All, so he shot all, it for nothing. Shot it for nothing, did everything in his, in, his, in his room up in London, created this whole movie that looks like it's made for millions. I think the whole budget was maybe 50, 60 grand. Wow, unbelievable. And, and based on that one movie, they gave him Godzilla, which was a $180 million budget. And then his third movie was Star Wars. And it's wow. one, and one of the best Star Wars they've done. I mean, you look at yeah. how many have been kind of lukewarm. That one actually, yeah. many people... The Han Solo one was the biggest yeah. misfire. Which I actually didn't, I didn't mind that one too much. I think people were getting Star Wars fatigue. That's when yeah. they were releasing a new Star Wars yeah. every December. Yeah. And they just, all of those movies, even when I was, you know, and I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but they're basically Star Wars remixed. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I yeah. think a lot funnier and with really good music. But I think with all of these movies, you know, I, I went and saw Black Adam, and I'm just like, this feels like the Avengers, but the poor man's version. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I do hope we get a little bit more original um, movies. That's, that's kind of why I liked Barbarian so much. Mm. I am getting a little fatigued with all these. And I love superhero movies. I love Star Wars. but You, lo you love drawing them. I love drawing them, <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. you know, I, I, I am missing, um, you know, I, I love seeing movies about just normal everyday yeah. people, a guy trying to get over a divorce or yeah. a girl trying to move up the corporate ladder. Like, so since this is the Let's Talk Movies podcast, I want to know, favorite movie all time, what is it? Oof. I know you said Star Trek and Star yeah. Wars were big influences, yeah, um, but if you had it, I know that's such a hard question to Jenna, ask people. Jenna, I think, I think it has to be It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, okay. Because that, that movie, I mean, it's so good when you think that it comes at you every year, because I don't know the whole story behind it, like it, it became public domain. They, ne they never kept the copyright. That's why it, it gets aired all over Christmas because no one has to pay for it. Oh, I didn't know so that. Some, yeah, they, so there you go. Now yeah, you guys know they, this Christmas when you're seeing yeah. that, just know they ain't getting paid for it. Yeah, no, <laughs> no one in there. So they. It's so, not a wonderful paycheck. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of like like the hills. Yeah, yeah. Don't get paid when you see the hills. <laughs> yeah. I ain't getting nothing. Just yeah. So you know. So, but that film just holds up every time, and I think that that's a special sauce that you can't really compare many movies to. And also knowing when it first came out, it was a flop. Was it really? Oh, completely tanked. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Wow. So it's a fascinating film because, you know, maybe, maybe you just say, and again, I don't know what's going on exactly at that time in the world, but it just, maybe people just weren't ready to hear that type of story. But then in, in retrospect, now we realize it's just such a story that is so powerful and reflective wow. and allows you, I think it, it just allows you, when, what I look at great writing is it's not something that I, as the writer, am saying, oh, look at this great story I've written and I want you to give me accolades. If I, if I write something that I think is really, really provocative, I should be, I'm hoping that you self-reflect based on it. Like, so I'm hoping this story that you see yourself in it, then I feel like I've really achieved something. Nice. And I think It's a Wonderful Life really allows us all to kind of self-reflect and say, just be grateful for the life we have. And, and this idea that, that chasing the, the greener pasture 
is probably never going to pay off. You know, and I think that's a, a very, very powerful message. Well, I think that's a wonderful message to go out on. <laughs> I uh, think I we... really appreciate you being on the show and talking well, movies with me. I hope I can come back. I enjoyed it. You know, we'll definitely have you yeah. back when you can talk about your, your yes. documentary or movies, <laughs> whatever you're working yeah. on. I know you're always a very busy yeah. guy. But thank you for being on the podcast. Absolutely, brother. And you were great. And it's a wonderful life. It is a wonderful life. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.